The long wait is over. The Caught Looking show is back. Welcome back to Caught Looking. And first things first, it's been a while since we put out a show. And we need to say sorry because we did this last time. And, you know, our shows have been getting a little bit longer in between. But uh, please understand all of our fans that are growing in numbers by the minute that uh, we are. This is a busy time for both me and Mark. We are in school. I am at baseball games because I love baseball, but we will always make this one of our priorities. So I just want to say that we are back. We are now doing this weekly. We promise. And we're going to have a fantastic show tonight. Do you have anything to say as a little bit of a welcome back, Mark? Um, I just want to say we have a heavy emphasis on the on the weekly aspect of this. The we and we've been trying and pushing to get more episodes out. It's not and and I've had people not to like you know to my to our horn or whatever, but you know there have been some people that have come up and said you know when's the next one coming out. It's yeah, it's it's more of you know again like Joe said the school logistics of it all. It's hard for us to pump this out you know especially to have great episodes. So just a little disclaimer: we're sorry that we haven't been here, and uh, we will be better and we will be back. Starting now. Trust we're not together. That also hurts a little yeah. bit. We we have to use Skype, which also but, has some of its own problems. But we're but not no on the excuse train. Yeah, we're not on the excuse train here. We're not no, on the no, excuse no. train. No. We are we we're are not chugging along. We are chugging along without the excuse train. Love we're that. rolling. We got some voicemails. We also have some DMs. We're gonna read the DMs. We're gonna read the voicemails out because they're not that great quality. Uh, but we got a lot of people uh, hitting us up and asking us about certain questions. So. Uh, I'm really excited to read some of these, so I'm just going to dive right into it, Mark. Question Please one. Do. What team is the biggest early season disappointment and surprise? Do you want to take this first? Um, I'll, I'll, if you have anyone in mind, please go ahead. Well, I mean, I hate to I hate to be the bearer of bad news, and I hate to be such a basic person, but the Red Sox are clearly the biggest disappointment so far. I mean, the World Series hangover is real. I really do genuinely believe that. The Astros didn't experience it that much last year. But they didn't get back to where they wanted to be, and they were just as talented as the Red Sox, I, I, in my opinion. Um, the Red Sox aren't good this year. They lost, they lost their closer, which apparently has hurt them a lot. But the problem is that it's not, they're not getting to that point. Because when they get to that point, Ryan Brazier has, is 6-for-6 six six on saves. He's got a 1-5-3 ERA. It's not the closer problem. Yeah, I don't really right. know what the problem is for the Red Sox. Their rotation has been terrible. Chris Sale has been awful. He's just started to somewhat pick it up, but he has not been good to start this season. He's 0-5. Ivaldi's on the IL, who every single person in the world could have seen that coming. Absolutely. To give that guy uh, the money they did was asinine. They could have they could have signed Keuchel for that money. Who I mean, let, let's have a monthly, weekly episode of who's going to sign Dallas fucking Keuchel. But yeah. <laughs> but um, wait, wait. Let me let me just piggyback off that. Um, the Red Sox the. The thing with them is, I feel like last year everything kind of went their way. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. not that everything went their way, but 108 wins. Like we we knew they kind of outperformed their ability. Anyone who has 108 wins is probably not that good. It's kind of hard to sustain 108 win pace over the course of three seasons. You know what I mean? Like to be that yeah. great is is nearly impossible. So this regression isn't like totally surprising. What's surprising or, or disappointing in this case really? is that they're so bad. It's not yeah. that they're 500 and they're struggling and we're seeing like, oh, can they figure it out? The Red Sox are broken. Like There is something yeah, that needs to be terrible. fixed here. I, I, yeah. It, and it's a problem. It's the, it's the wrong time to do it, too. We knew the Rays were going to get better. Everybody yeah. knew the Rays were going to get better. And they are. They are really, really good. T uh, Tyler Glass now has taken the next step as an ace. Plus, you throw in Blake Snell, who, even though he's missed a couple starts uh, for some toe fractures and whatnot, he is still an absolute stud. They, they, they are, they're a real baseball team. And the Yankees, despite every single injury that they've had, are outplaying the Red Sox in every way, shape, and form. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in that's the craziest part is the Yankees you would expect to be the team that's way under 500 they've lost about seven you know ninths of their starting fucking roster from the you know opening day they they don't have anyone near what they their you know their full capability the Rays which you know great for you to bring up probably the biggest surprise if we're gonna have to you know pin it down to one because that that's someone that we we knew had potential they had 90 wins last year and we saw that they were uh like 
you know, accumulating more assets. They traded Archer, got two useful players into younger, more controllable. Yeah. And there's an argument that they're more talented, but that's yeah. besides the point. They and they bring in Charlie Morton. You know, it's it's a surprise to see them off to this good of a start. But I will not be surprised when they're fighting for that. I don't know, maybe division crown, but definitely wild card. Definitely right around the playoffs. They're a World Series contender. Like they have to. I I think. I don't know if they can win it, and I don't want to overreact, but yeah. they I, are a team capable of winning the World Series, in my opinion. We saw the Royals do it. I don't know. That's true. We saw the Royals do it, and that was homegrown. And aside from Morton and you know trades that they've made, this is a homegrown race team. And they're, they're, I, I really like the Rays, and I'd like to see them going forward. A couple honorable mentions that we have to have. The Mariners are still off to a good start, and they made so many moves. We, we criticized every single move they made. I think they're 18 and 12 or some, something along the lines of that. They're, yeah, they're not have performing you, that bad. Have you seen their past two games? 13 to 1, I believe they lost yesterday, and 15 to 1 the day before that. So not to say that you know you want to put too much stock in two games, but this is the Mariners team that I was expecting. This is the team I think we're going to see more of the second half of the year, or the, or the rest of the year, really, not the second half, more so than what we saw in the first three weeks where they were, yeah. you know, 11 and 4 or whatever it was. And it's still it's still April. Please everybody, it is still April. We need to understand that. Yeah. There 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 is nothing that we say right now that will have that much of a bear. like we say the Red Sox are bad. I don't think any of us expect the Red Sox to be this bad for the entire season. That would right. be crazy. Right, but in a I, snapshot, I, they're bad right now is what we say. No, that's our point. And, there's honorable mentions. The Pirates are playing well. The Rangers are playing well. And the Mariners are playing well. And the Rays are playing well. All of these teams deserve something. I don't know how long they're going to be playing well. But um, to just to, to hit that Pirates point one more time, that that rotation is the most underrated in the MLB. They have four or five, depending on how, you know your viewpoint on some of their lower end pitchers. But Musgrove is in the middle of a breakout or yep. month right now He's in the ERA. Yeah, great ERA, and then you have uh, Tyon, who's a pitcher we've seen with potential. You have Archer and Trevor Williams. That's four pitchers right there that are legitimate MLB starting pitchers. With two of those, if not three, with ace or you know second best pitcher on your team potential. So the Pirates have a are building a great pitching staff. Yeah. And that that that's a that's a good point. The the pirates are definitely capable of doing what no one thought they could do, and we see this a lot in the early season. But we're gonna move on to the next question. It's a fantasy question. God knows you don't want to answer it because you're terrible at fantasy baseball right now. I know. But <laughs> for everybody else, who is the player you have an eye on to break out that is a non all star in the past? So this is someone that yeah, so someone that's not really an established great yet. I have a few names. I mean, Cody Bellinger kind of comes into to mind as someone, but he's he's kind of a well-known player. Someone, uh, you know, under the radar that looks like he could, you know, take a step forward. And he's on my team, and I'm, of course I'm going to pick a guy on my team. I'm going Alex Verdugo because he's a guy who, okay. as he begins to play more and get more time, is only going to hit more. He was almost traded for Manny Machado pretty much one for one. That's how talented he is. He, he's a great player. They have a need in the outfield still because who knows what's going on with Jock Peterson. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting a lot of stock in Verdugo the right big now. Big Verdugo guy. Yeah, big on yeah, Verdugo. If he, if he plays, Huge. I think, I think if he plays, Verdugo will do well. I, I got a couple people myself. Um, I think Musgrove is obviously the easy one to say because, I mean, he's performing so well. Um, so I don't really want to just go and be the uh, go on my high horse and be yeah. the the fair weather easy, guy. Yeah, easy to pick. Thing. Say the same thing about Bellinger uh, when we talk about MVPs. We got an MVP question later. But I'm going to go a little bit deeper. Somebody who not a lot of people know and somebody that has not really performed that well to this point or just started picking it up. Yohan Moncada yes. is, is uh, he was a top prospect. And he has finally looked like he's figured it out. It took him a long time. I think he was one of the instances that nobody likes to talk about because he was probably called up too early. Easily. And, Easily and too early. He's, and he's still only 21, 22 years old, uh, somewhere around there. And he's finally starting to hit the ball with power. He's starting to hit the ball around the field. And he looks like the guy that was the number one overall prospect. Everybody wants to see the guy 
come up at 18 years old and just dominate the league. Some kids just can't do that, and there's no problem with that. They need to learn. They need to grow. They need to get stronger. They need to learn the game more. Uh, Moncada is that type of guy, in my opinion, that has finally looked like he's found it, and even though a couple years went by where it looked like he might be a bust, I don't think he's a bust. I think he's finally picked it up. And let's, like, Aaron Judge came up to the league at 25, and I know that's an easy example, but yeah. it's cap- It's possible. There's guys that have done it. It, it. You know, a late bloomer is not necessarily the worst thing. It, it, it's someone that, and, and we're using late on Mancata at 22. If he exactly. came up at Jose 22. Abreu, Jose Abreu was 27 when he came up. Exactly, exactly. So, the, like, using the the too, you know, too much time in the MLB. We know what he is already argument on a 23 year old to me, like you said, pointless. It's, it's pointless because there's so much maturity that comes in at, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22 for these players. They fill out their bodies. Like, you know, like you said, it's, there's no doubt that Yohan Makata is someone that you should not lose faith in. And, and in this sense, buy in, in fantasy. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, so that's that's really that. I mean, an honorable mention since we're talking about coming of age. Just watch Luis Brinson. I know he's terrible right now. Just keep an eye on him. He's still only twenty three. He's got he's got potential. He's a very skinny guy. I understand that. He had a great spring. He's, 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 he he could put it together. I, I'm not saying he will, but I'm saying he could. Just watch him going the, forward. The but. tools are there. Exactly. The All right. Surprise MVP picks. This is this is from Josh in Wisconsin. Surprise MVP picks after the first month of the season. Please don't say Cody Bellinger. It's too easy. Don't oh, say Cody. Well, Bellinger. I mean, he's you just. Can't. A, all right. Um, I know who you're going with, so I'll go with an AL guy. Um, but I want you to go first. I want you to go first. We'll go. We'll start off with you because I all know right, you. So got yeah, it. we'll go. I'll go NL MVP first. And even though he just missed this past week, I think Anthony Rendon is still going to win the MVP. It's his contract year. Bryce Harper left, and he has been tearing the cover off the ball. He's batting three fifty six. And there is nobody besides Cody Bellinger and Jeff fucking McNeil close to that batting average, even a month into the season. Uh, he hits for power now more than he more than he ever used to. He knows how to use the entire field when he hits, and he is a fantastic third baseman. Anthony Rendon is going to get paid his money this offseason. But before that, I think he's going to win MVP. Dude, I'll tell you what. I, I was just looking through the AL, like, you know, someone who – a trendy pick, you know, someone that's fun to, you know, speculate like, oh, maybe this is his MVP or there's only one guy that right now I, I'm like confident in saying a surprise MVP candidate would be Matt Chapman. It's the only guy that in the AL that I'm looking at. Uh, I mean, if you look at the numbers, Tim Anderson's leading the AL in average. There's no chance he keeps. I, yeah, I, I don't like think he's so. batting 385. I don't even think he'll hit 285. Um, <laughs> but, but, Matt Chapman, when you talk about just all-encompassing tools, the, everything, everything you could ask for, hits for power, average, he's got an arm, he's got a glove, you know, he's got decent speed. He is the player, the player to have right now, in my opinion. That's my AL MVP surprise pick, Matt Chapman. Not bad. I mean, I mean, Chapman's definitely got that stuff. He is a five-tool player. Let's just go on to the next question. It's not that much of a – it's still early again. It's April. I, I mean, this is why it's surprise MVP picks. Right, right. The next question, right. the next question was a voicemail that we couldn't really render out. It was uh, a little bit poor quality, so we're just going to go over it. Um, the Texas Rangers and, and the Houston Astros played a game uh, about two weeks ago, and Ron Kupla or Kupla, whatever, whatever the fuck you want to say his name, the home plate umpire at the time, <laughs> had uh, a very interesting interaction with the the dugouts of the teams. Basically, he was calling strikes, and just as it happens. The 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 teams did not like the way they were calling. I think it was the Rangers that complained first, and they they got in a little bit of a fight. And Kupla ended up throwing somebody out, basically unwarranted because you have to be able to argue balls and strikes. But that's not that was not what everybody was complaining about. It was easy to see that Kupla was mouthing, "I can do whatever I want." To Hear that from an umpire, a home plate umpire, who's supposed to be one of the more respected people in the game. To assert your authority like that was asinine. And the question was just what we basically think about it. So I'll let you take it from there. But um, uh, it's a joke. Like, uh, I mean, this is it, it fires me up. It gets me angry. You know, like it makes your, your stomach turn because it's like 
these umpires, their job is to not be known. Your job as an umpire is to make the right call so no one knows who you are. You should never have your name said as an umpire, referee, official, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you refer to as. The fact that he says pretty much like I have all the power and, you know, I can do whatever I want is the biggest load of bullshit in the world. Because as an umpire, I need accountability. You can make a bad call and you can defend it. Like you, I'm fine with an umpire being like, hey, I thought that was a ball. I thought that was a strike. What, you know, whatever case may exactly. be. Exactly. It's fine. But to the point where I, and, and if you want to throw someone out again, these are, these are things that are okay. But it's, you cross that line when you make it about yourself saying, I have all this power. It's like, dude, you're an umpire. Like right. these players are the reason you're even employed. You're probably making a decent living because these guys are so fucking talented. So to to say that you have all the power and to, you have like all the say or whatever it is, is a joke because no fans show up to see an umpire. No fans show up to watch an umpire fucking hit a home run because he never does. Yeah, yeah. He never he will. He didn't even he didn't get suspended at all. Tim Anderson got suspended two games uh, like a week or two ago. For some vulgar words, and granted, you—you you, first of all, I don't think you should ever be suspended for saying anything vulgar on a baseball field. It, it's part of the game, but that you could take that with a grain of salt. That—that's—that's whatever that is. This guy faced nothing for what he said, no. and when you assert your authority like that, you—that's—that's that's unnecessary power that the—that you are not given from anyone but yourself. Yeah, he didn't yeah. face anything. That's what pissed me off the most. That they are suspending people for saying words. In uh, as a player, but as an umpire, when you say something far worse, in my opinion, because it hurts the game more than whatever Tim Anderson said. Yeah, um, it, but, it but wait, to your point on the language, like there obviously is a, there is a line that you can't cross as a player. Like you can't say anything you want. But I agree that Tim Anderson getting suspended for saying presumably the F word or, or something along those lines. I mean, um, unless something comes out where he said something like, you know, obscene. Uh, there's no way to suspend him. Yeah. All right. So, I do want to move on to the next question. That's kind of along the lines of this one. This one's from Jason in Connecticut. Do you think suspensions are becoming a big issue in Major League Baseball? And I'm pretty sure that what he meant here, this is just a question that we got on Instagram. We got DM that. But I think what he was trying to say here is, is the MLB getting too soft and just handing out suspensions one by one after that? And I think they are because of what happened in the Mets game about a couple days ago with Jacob Rame, who is not not all that known. He's a, he's a reliever for the Mets. He throws he throws pretty hard, but it, you know he's just a regular reliever in Major League Baseball. He got suspended two games for throwing near the head of Reese Hoskins, near the head of Reese Hoskins. It didn't hit him. It didn't really come close to hitting him. But the MLB figured that he was trying to hit him, so they suspended him two games. That's enough. That, that, to me, is enough. This cannot happen. This is not Major League Baseball. This is the Rob Manfred bullshit that I am so tired of. This all oh, like this 2019 baseball revitalized. It's so stupid. We need old-fashioned baseball back and suspensions for throwing near somebody's head. Grow the fuck up, dude. Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, I get you're trying to make the game safe, but there's a difference between making the game safe and making every single player an absolute pussy. <laughs> I, I, I definitely see that. Like, I, I the suspension's out of line. No, there's no doubt about that. But there has to be some precedent. You know what I mean? There has to be some kind of some level of where if you're trying to throw at someone's head, you cannot get a. You know, you can't get away with that. Where and there, there's no way to prove intent. But pretty sure that Reese Hoskins situation. That was a. You know, the Mets and the Phillies were. In a heated, you know, weekend series, I believe. Maybe, maybe it was during the week, but either way, it was a, you know, a big series. Those are division rivals. This is Bryce Harper going against the Mets. It's, it's a big, uh, you know, kind of moment. And to have it kind of under, overshadowed by a guy throwing at Reese Hoskins, like I, I get that the MLB wants to kind of, all right, let's throw that under the rugs. You know, suspend that guy. Let him know. You know, we don't condone that. We don't want our players throwing at another like that. It's really, you know, at the end of the day, I don't hate it, but I, at, you know, on the flip side, I love watching fights. You know, I, like, I love me a ball. That's, that's what <laughs> baseball is about, man. There's, there's, 
you don't need any of this. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, did I come too close to you? I, 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 yeah. I, I didn't mean to do any of that. I like it's how not, that's not how people is supposed to throw 98 <laughs> at somebody's back, dude. Like this is, it's a, it's a man's sport. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, it, there's no contact, so let's create our own contact. Sometimes yeah. every other professional sport has contact. Baseball doesn't have much of it. Sometimes we got to create some of it, and there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion, at least. And for no, Rob Manfred to suspend a guy two games for throwing near somebody, not even hitting him, yeah, near somebody. And if you watch the pitches, they could have easily been like, "Oh, I just got away." And then yeah, listen, that's a classic. Listen. That's a classic. Don't lie. When anyone, whenever a pitcher says <laughs> that that one got away, is it's a joke. You're throwing 98 down the like hitting corners. All right, I don't want to hear that this ball got away from you when you fucking beamed one at the guy who took 35 seconds to trot around the bases. That's the only that, reason. I, no, 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 that was, that was <laughs> afterward. I, I do have to say because it is amazing, and I'm a Mets fan. I'm saying this. It is amazing that Reese Hoskins got to face the guy the next night and, and hit, hit a, a bomb off and of he, him. And he, no, and, and there was <laughs> no better trot, no better trot than that. That was Yeah, that was not a trot. That was a walk. I, I could walk faster than he went around those bases. It was 34 seconds. 34 seconds. People wonder if there's a pace of play issue. We got to get these guys around the fucking bases first. Jesus Christ. He looked at him. He looked at him the entire oh, yeah. way. And yeah, Jacob no. Rame's head was just in the ground. It was down. He was down. I, honestly, like this guy, from a Mets standpoint, he could get called down at any moment. He should get and after that. He might have. He might have. <laughs> Tire. I would have probably. Retired. Yeah, he should probably end his career. That's awful. <laughs> Poor guy. But anyways, that, that that was that was that. I do think that suspensions are getting too much in the MLB. Not just for. I mean, the Tim Anderson example. That example. We we need uh, to we yeah, need to swift away from. You know, I I just I think that we're getting a little bit too soft. And yeah, I also like my players to have a little attitude. Um, you know, I'm, exactly. I'm, yeah, not you too like, much. I don't like a diva. I like a I like a guy who plays hard. Yeah, I mean, there's the Josh Donaldson, the quick pitch, and, you know, he looked at the guy, he hit a ball 450 feet foul, and he goes, pussy. Do you remember yeah, that in the playoffs? Awesome. That was awesome. awesome. Like, that that was a great moment. Yeah, Everybody was that. really into it. Yeah. I, I live for Rugnet Odor punching the shit out of fucking Jose Bautista. That's what I live for. Like, are you kidding me? I want that. I want more of that. Baseball, dude. This is what we love to talk about. We're not talking about. Oh, did you see the game that finished two to nothing yesterday? It was a real barn burner. Like this is no. We like to see guys and say, "Hey, fuck you." Like I'm a big, yeah. I'm a good baseball player, you know. That, that, I mean, that, that's that's what it's all about. Can we wait? Wait. And now that just since we're on the topic of fighting, can we talk about how ridiculous it is every single fucking time the bench is clear, and like because one guy got hit and then the bullpen runs out. I love the bullpen. Oh my guys. god, dude. The bullpen, the bullpen guys are the best. The bullpen <laughs> running out. The bullpen running out after the listen. No fight lasts like uh, like ninety seconds usually in the major leagues. There's never even a fight. In. There's never the bullpen, a fight. The bullpen does not sprint out. They do the Reese Hoskins trot out. They go and and by the time they get there, they're like, oh, did something happen? Did a situation occur? But like, but it's already all over. Everybody's back from the dugout, and the bullpen's just sitting there holding their dicks on the field. <laughs> yeah, that's that so was... stupid. And then and then we have another fucking fifteen minutes. These guys just gotta walk back to the dugout. Because yeah, again, they don't they don't run. Nobody runs. I know, dude. I'll tell you what. Twice. That's one problem we got with baseball is the, the we need some hustle. All right. We, it, why we need why the bullpen cart has been. Uh, it's it's good. It's back. That's imagine if they had those guys rolling out on the bullpen cart. They bring in like a tank. Like, they got like the, on, the artillery. Five, yeah, they got them on the back. They got like machine mound, guns. Like, They're like loaded up. Like uh, <laughs> you know, you got you got Rame on the mound. You got Hoskins at the plate. You got. You know, Jerry's Familia coming out with a fucking 10-inch joust or 10-foot joust going, shh, 10-foot joust. I'm pretty sure, isn't it called like a lancel? I, I don't think it matters, Mark. I really Is don't. it a lancel, Jake? Can we confirm that? Can you confirm that for me or not? All right. You, you, it's if a you look it up, we're going to move on. It's, it's yeah, a Jake, lance. please look that it's up. A it's a, oh, a lance. Lancel's fucking, gone. Lancel's from uh, Game of Thrones. It's, it's, yeah. Lancel's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, Game of Thrones. We'll get into Game of Thrones for my one minute. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Right. All right. Good to hear. Good to hear. But um, so the other we have a couple more uh, DMs that I would like to read. One of them was, "Do you think that the Yankees' struggles in the early season will contribute to them missing the playoffs?" But this was a question that was we got two weeks ago. So let me just tell you right now, the Yankees' AAA team right now is better than the Red Sox' Major League team. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, every every single person. And I, I apologize. We didn't have we didn't have a show since then, so I I still would have liked to answer this person's question, but. It was two weeks ago. The Yankees were struggling. They're not struggling anymore. They're playing out of their minds right now. Mike yeah, Talkman, Mike, yeah, uh, they, Mike Ford. Who the yeah. fuck are these guys? They're playing better than most people in the major leagues, and they are definitely a Triple A team. The the Yankees just love like just typical white guys. It's awful because they bring yeah, up just that, what like Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt comes up just boom, good player. Like Mike Talkman. We don't even know who the fuck this guy is. Comes in, he's like, I got three home runs in three games. It's like, whatever. You know, like, uh, Mike Ford. Who the fuck's Mike Ford? Like, what? what is he this? And why is it working? The woods. I know Okay, that. now wait. Now time out. Because this just came into my head here. Is uh, Aaron Boone a good manager? Oh, no, dude. Is he? I don't, I mean, I don't know. They have a triple-A oh. team and they're winning. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I know. We've got to think about that. Happening. Yeah. We didn't account for that. I mean, I mean, listen, uh, this is kind of unprecedented how many injuries they've had. It reminds me of uh, the Mets last year, but the Mets sucked. When yeah. That happened. <laughs> the the, the Yankees do not suck right now. I mean, listen, they still have, you know, Gary, who's looked like the old Gary. They have Glaber, who's a stud. But, I mean, they're clearly hurting. But outside clearly of that, still- they don't really have much. <laughs> like, Luke, and let's just go back to Luke Voigt for a second. Please. He would not be good on any other team besides the Yankees. He's a douchebag. He only fits the fucking Yankees. It's <laughs> awful. He's he, the he only buttons, like, like maybe three buttons on his shirt. You can see his nipple every single game. He is the definite. I don't know. I I don't know how he didn't. He wasn't a Yankee for. I can't imagine him on the Cardinals. Even though how I was saw he drafted him not by the Yankees. That's what I mean. I I don't get it. He was born to be a Yankee and born with like to swing like a pepperoni stick in his hand because he's just so much of a, an Italian paisan like myself. I love Luke Voigt. Is he don't even get... Italian? His last name is Voigt. I don't know. It's He, he looks like an Italian, so I'm going to call him an Italian. No, he does look like an Italian. He looks like a scumbag, though. He looks oh, like he a is. guy that you want to fight, yeah. and it's awful. And I'm sure, like, Luke Voigt, whatever. He could be a great human being for all I care, but fuck you, Luke Voigt, okay? Because <laughs> you came out of nowhere, and you made me sad because I don't want yeah. the Yankees to have good players. I don't want them to just call up random Joe Schmo and he's fucking nasty. Like, I don't want that. That's yeah. not the game. I mean, you know, like, the Indians call up Max Moroff and he sucks. Why, I, do, why, I the, why does it not the Yankees? I don't ever want to know who that is. He's awful. Life. That's what yeah, I'm saying. But um, exactly. as for the Yankees, they've, they've played well with the people they have. Maybe Aaron Boone's a good manager. Maybe they're just getting a little bit lucky. I don't know. Their pitching has been pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. Um, and that's really the only uh, position besides Sevy that hasn't really been affected by the injuries that much. But the Yankees are playing well yeah. now, and for whatever reason, uh, it, it looks like that they're going to be good no matter who they put on the field. Unless they, I mean, let, maybe we can go on the field, Mark. We could start like shortstop, second base, little combo, two lefties, see what happens. But um, It'd be the worst double play duo in the history of the fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that yeah, I don't know, I don't know if we would turn one, but I mean, it'd be, it'd be a good time. That I, I think that's we enough. Can, for the, <laughs> we can turn a double play against like twelve-year-olds, dude. We like, let's be honest. It depends. I mean, the size of the field. Dude, we're left-handed. Right. We're both left-handed. Rails, but I have to ask you a question. I have to ask you a question. Oh yeah, we are. We both left-handed. Yeah. So God forbid right, the ball hit the shortstop. If there was a ball hit the shortstop, we would be screwed. Second base, we have a chance, but we're not turning a double play on a ball hit short. No, Just not happening. This is the problem. Like everybody, listen, I, I I pitch in college, but everybody got so good at baseball around the time that like we stopped getting good and we were just the same. Like, yeah, I've been we leveled off right. since I was like thirteen years old. Yeah, and then you got these kids that are just like they just I don't know maybe they hit the weight room and just started like like eating baseballs, being good, and, you know, athletic. And and they and they just skyrocketed and now like Ronald Acuna is the same age as me. I'm talking about him while he's hitting baseballs 450 feet. So I mean, clearly it's something that I like. I, I don't know if I he was born with it or like maybe I just didn't do good enough. <laughs> no, but, Joe. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Ronald Acuna just has a little bit more talent than you do. I, you know, there's like just born with it. I think he was born with a little bit of an edge. I mean. I guess I I don't know I we're the same height we're the same age we're the same everything besides he's better at me than most things and I just it, it hurts my feelings but I mean that's 
Uh, that's enough. We're, we're done with the voicemails. Uh, please, if you have any voicemails, we're going to we're gonna uh, just keep going. It's 203-936-9165. Uh, you can also DM us at Caught Looking Pod with no G. So L-O-O-L-O-O-K-I-N. And basically, what we're going to do from now is just do a quick roundup of every division. We're going to close it out quickly. We're just going to spend about 10 minutes on it. Um, we had a lot of good voicemails, so we hope we could get, we keep getting that, and we're gonna just piggyback off from there weekly. Um, but let's start with the division that has not really gotten off to the start that everyone thought it would. It's been surprising, and it's your team's division, the AL Central. I think better than Twins, everyone thought. I think that yeah, it is. I mean, well, I mean, the the top is better than everyone thought, but the Indians aren't. I mean, I guess they're the same as they are every year. They can just play 500 and get in, but maybe not this year. The Twins are good. Um, yeah, it's also like the Indians are two games back and they have not played well. Like to be 15 and 12 and where the Indians are, like, dude, I, um, I can't complain because they're gonna get Detroit, Chicago, and Kansas City all the time. Like that, that they're gonna be playing those teams pretty much once a week. You know. Yeah for the remainder of the season, at least one of those teams, one time per week, the rest of the season. So I'll take chances there. You know, I'm not going (laughs) to like, do we, we have three of probably the worst five teams in the MLB in our division. Realistically, realistically. And then the twins. Yeah, they're good. But do we see the twins winning over 90 games? Like let's, you know, you can't really too far ahead of yourself. So I'm not panicking on the Indians just yet, but I'm close. I'm close. Yeah, I mean, th- this division is just so brutally bad, and it's been for the past three years that I don't know. I mean, we talked about we talked about this before, but I don't know where the Indians go. I don't know if they trade their assets to try to start over because it doesn't look like they can compete in the playoffs. But at the same time, when you get into the playoffs, you got to win three games, yeah, throw everything and then the window. anything can happen. Yeah. So. I just I, I they're stuck in between a rock and a hard place. The Twins are much better, but they still Whoa. don't have the pitching to. No, no, no the what? Twins are not much better than the Indians. They're oh, just you mean much, much better improved. than last. Year. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. obviously don't think they're better than the. Indians. I was gonna say they I was like, don't have. Watch, no. They don't have the pitching to be better than the Indians. And Although Barrios, don't. Who? Yeah, he, he's playing. Uh, Jose Barrios is pitching very well. Uh, Gibson has actually looked like. A decent pitcher, even though he's struggled in the past. They need a they need a real guy, dude. And I and I mean, there's this guy named Dallas Keuchel that I don't. Have you heard of him? I I mean, he's he's he's, he's, he's like he's somebody. I I I forget his name sometimes because I've never talked about him before on this show. But he's out there. And if the if the Twins really wanted to compete in that division, I would sign Dallas Keuchel. But I guess we don't need to spend that much more time talking about the AL Central. It's kind no, of no. I mean, the AL Central is the most relevant division. Yeah, let's be. But that's just um, honestly. Going towards the AL West, we talked about the Mariners briefly. They made so many moves, so many, and it looks like it's very, very early. It's still April. We have to keep repeating. It's still April. It's still April. They're good right now. They're not that bad. Domingo Santana has found new life with the new team. I'll give him that. Jay Bruce, even though he's hitting 190, has 10 home runs again. I, I mean, this is stuff that you don't make up. They, 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 their big signing, which was uh, Yusei Kikuchi, or uh, yeah, yeah, I, I apologize, Kikuchi. I just don't know his name. Um, he hasn't even really even played yet, and they're still playing well. Felix is 45 years old; he's irrelevant. <laughs> but I mean, Marco Gonzalez is playing well. Um, the, Mike Leake, who is a good pitcher who had some bad years recently, has been playing well. This and this division in is supposed to be packed with. You know the Astros and maybe even the A's again, but I just I, I the Mariners are playing better than some of these teams right now, and this probably won't continue. But, but I'm I'm slightly worried about the Astros. Are you? Um, I'm worried about the Astros because I'm a huge believer in Oakland. Really, I am a huge believer in Oakland because I think. I mean, you're looking at it now. I'll just read the like how it falls. So Houston's in first at 17 and 11. Then Seattle at 18 and 13. Texas 14 and 13. Oakland 14 and 16. LA 12 and 17. LA's irrelevant. Don't care. Yeah. You're bad. Uh, Texas again. Sorry, you're bad. You're irrelevant. Yeah, like like this is a good year. Don't get me wrong. You're building, but we're talking about you know who 
who looks like legitimate threats so far. Texas, I can't, I can't really buy in yet. Oakland, I'm, I'm huge, dude. I love Frankie Montas. I think he's going to be their stud. I think he's going to be their ace this year. There's a chance they get Sean Manaya back at the All Star yeah. break. They also have uh, Jesus Lozardo, I believe is his name, um, number eleven MLB prospect. He's injured right now. He's on the on the way back. Their offense is they have a top five lineup in the MLB. They do. I, I I don't know if I could say that. I think that throw they have Matt a good Olson lineup. in that lineup, dude. You have now. Just hear me out. You have a guy Chapman Profar. I know Profar's off to a slow start, but he's a he's a good a decent player at, at worst. Um, Matt Olson when he's back. You throw in a guy. Their catchers Josh Fegley's like okay. He can hit like two seventy. They have you know they Simeon's hitting well. Yeah, Simeon Piscotti Davis. Uh, Chris Davis, and then they have the greatest arm in the history of baseball. So Mariano, <laughs> listen, he he doesn't hit though. He, he's he's great to watch, but he does not hit. <laughs> yeah, but you can. Neither does Kevin Kiermaier, and he's a good player. So True. you know that that's what I like Oakland a lot. I, I just, don't think I, they're better than Houston. I yeah. think they are going to be right where they were last year, where they're like we're we're nervous about can Houston win that division? I think we're yeah. getting another one of those years. I don't, but you see, I think that we are getting one of those years because I don't think Houston is playing up to their expectations. But as crazy as it sounds, I think it might be from not the A's. I think that it might be from the Mariners. As crazy as that sounds, we got they fooled made last year. I'm telling you, we got fooled last yes, year. But the Mariners weren't, I mean, listen, they fell off at the end of the year, but towards July, we had, we, the Astros were scared of the Mariners, they were right there. And then the A's exploded. They 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 killed the Mariners every time they played them. They fell off. But this division is open because the Astros are not playing to their full potential. They haven't in the past uh, year. And absolutely, half. absolutely. That, I mean, yeah. that the only way this division's open is if the Astros don't play as well as they can. I I genuinely believe that the Astros have the best team in baseball, and they have yet to play to it on, on, on since they won the World Series in twenty seventeen. Top to bottom, yeah. From Earth. man one to twenty five on that MLB roster, there's probably. I mean, you might have one or two rosters that even match up to it. They they have one of the most complete ones. Yeah. So let's just go to the NL out west, whoa, which whoa. is interesting. Can we can we fly to the AL East first? Can we? We. Well, I, I mean, wanna... we're going in order, but I sure, man. Why well, not? No, you went AL Central, then you went AL West. So I'm trying to I'm trying to just keep some fluidity to it. I want it to be all a... back up some air miles, but go ahead, dude. Let's we're flying. We're flying AL. back across the AL. Well, we're staying in the in the East. I mean, in the AL, we're going to the East. Um, so we, I mean, the AL East to me, we, we kind of hit on it. We did, um, Tampa Bay right now is probably the, the favorite, but not really. I, if you said that at the beginning of the year, people would have crucified you. I mean, it's true, but it's not, it shouldn't be true. Well, no, dude, I, I think like when you see teams, like if like Minnesota coming out of nowhere, to me is like, okay, that's a team I'm unsure of. The Rays are a team that for years now have been like teaming with potential. Yeah, you knew that they were kind of like, it was like, wow, they had a really sneaky good year last year. Like, who knows? They're putting it together. <laughs> like, that's just all it is. We saw them go on a run in 08. You know, that was 11 years ago. Since then, they've kind of recalibrated. And now they're finding their way back up to that, you know, maybe another World Series run. Who knows? And they've always had an ace. Ever Always. since they've been a team, basically Always. since David Price in 08, when he was when he was a rookie, well, you ha- you had even um, even before that, James Shields, Scott Casimir, those guys exactly. had big years. Yeah, Casimir found his, his found his career there, but uh, from Casimir to Price to Archer to Snell, and now to add with Snell is Glass now. James Shields, I mean, they had you know they they produce pitchers. They do. They 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 really know how to grow pitchers out there, and I I'll tell you that much. As long as they have a pitcher like that. And possibly two pitchers like that. There's no, there's no saying where they can go. I mean, they play in probably the best division in baseball. I think because I think even the Jays are slightly better than they were last year, thanks to Marcus Stroman, Vlad Guerrero Jr. They're not going to compete, but they can steal some games away from these guys. So I think that that's the best division in baseball. So whoever Easily. ends up winning, whoever ends up winning that division, is set up nicely for the playoffs. And it's the Rays. If it's the Rays, everybody's going to go nuts. I, I think. To say the AL East, I think it's the most competitive division, and I think it's also the like top heaviest. 
where yeah. you have two clear bottom feeders and then you have three teams that are legitimate teams. Those are, yeah. you know, it, it's very, very clear cut that Yankees, Rays, Red Sox, and then Toronto, Baltimore. That's yeah. how it goes. I, not necessarily in that order, but Toronto, Baltimore are definitely on the bottom and those three are definitely on the top. Yeah. But but what you said to the to the your point about the Rays winning that division, if that ever you know unconceivable almost, it, it seems like it's it, it, they should almost just give the pennant or the division championship to the Yankees or the Red Sox every year, like and they probably have like eighty percent accuracy. So yeah. the Rays winning, it's becoming more likely, and it's getting me. Excited. I know, and it's, it's April, it's April, it's April, it's April, it's April. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, they look good that's all that matters let us have this so let's go let's go uh let's go some nl now if you want to rack up miles i guess we can go back out west fly out west baby let's do it rock out these flight miles baby let's go nl west and the dodgers are still good i don't know how they're gonna play in the playoffs granted they get there they're they're to a horrible start awful they've picked it up they're playing better now but they got off to a dreadful start and you know the Diamondbacks aren't a threat in that division, and and the Padres are better than I thought they would be, but still not compete. I don't think they're going to compete with the Dodgers. I don't think this division is up for grabs at all anymore. The Rockies could still come on, but I just I just see I just see the Dodgers now more than I did at the beginning of the year. And yes, it's April. It's April. The Dodgers look like the best team by leaps and bounds in that division. I agree. Um, now here's what I want to hear though. So we think the Dodgers, I agree that the Dodgers, and, and especially by the way they've come out with Bellinger looking like this, like that's exactly what they needed. They needed a guy to take the forefront, become a superstar. He's done yeah. that. I think they're going to they're gonna win that division. Not, you know, easily, but they're going to meet minimal resistance. Um, yeah. The question I have for you, though, is if you were to pick a team to make the wild card from that division, are you going with San Diego, Colorado, or Arizona? I assume Colorado. Oh, Certainly, Colorado. I I genuinely do think that Colorado is still a good team, and I think that they'll give the Dodgers some traction. I don't think that they're. I don't think that the Rockies are ever this team assembled is going to beat the Dodgers <coughs> in the playoffs. Let alone uh, if they play them in the playoffs, they they could compete for a wild card with anybody in baseball right now. I just think that the Dodgers are just a much better team. They're they're better assembled. I don't think that even the Rockies at their full potential are better than the Dodgers. But now, I disagree. I disagree with you. Okay. Because I'm and I've been a Padres guy. I, I, I don't know. It, it, maybe it's something in San Diego. I just like their team. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I and the thing about them is obviously the Tatis injury yesterday is huge because that is their young life. He has breathed new life into that organization. But there are about seven to nine guys on that team that have you know, very, very good potential, very good potential to become an impact player. And that's beyond Eric Hosmer and Machado. So they have yeah. multiple guys that are ready to step up. They need if, if four guys, if four of their young talent steps up and becomes, you know, like how we think they can, you know, lives up to somewhat of their potential. This is a playoff team this year. Mm-hmm. This is a playoff team. That's this where you year. lose me. That, I no. mean, we had this argument before. That's where you lose me. I just, I don't see the Padres being there yet. I see next year as a possibility. They're still too young. And especially because Hosmer has just started to pick it up. Machado's batting 240 something. Yeah. I don't know how long that's going to continue, but, but I mean, Machado he always does that. And mine. He's going to, I'm telling you, he's going to get his, he's going to hit a hot streak. He'll be hitting 290, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs. I would like, agree. Minimum. But, so I, I just I don't I just don't think the Padres are there yet. But I don't want to spend too much time because we've already talked about it before. Right, right. Let's just go let's just go towards the uh, the NL Central, which has gotten a little bit more interesting since the Cubs aren't as good as they used to be, because thanks to Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo not playing the way that they're capable of playing for the past basically two years, uh, the Pirates are way better. We've already talked about their rotation, so we don't have to go into that much. The Reds are a huge disappointment. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. I, everybody, everybody picked them to be a, a a breakout team. They made some nice moves, and nothing has come together at all. Although it's early, and they have a positive run differential, and they have the best young pitcher in the MLB, Luis Castillo. 
Is that what you're going to say? He's the best young pitcher in the MLB he, right now. I, yeah, I think we were all a year early on him. Everybody picked him to break out last year. It was definitely, it was definitely again, he, he was a Moncada case where right. he was just a young guy. However, Joe, his second half last year was phenomenal, and that flew way under the radar, way under the radar. So that, you know, it, and I'm not, I don't put too much stock into just April, but when it's April combined with July last year, August and September of last year, then I start to, you know, piece it together and you see that, okay, this guy's building up a resume that's pretty, you know, hard to I refute. just, th- we just have to, we just have to realize it's April because if this were last year or two years ago, we would be giving the MVP title to Eric Thames and Jesus Aguilar, you know, and, and both of those guys, I mean, Thames has been playing okay, but I mean, these, like, this is, it's one month of the major league season and it's just so long, so riveting that you cannot invest your complete opinion in anything in April. Even if a team is like 20 and five, they can fall apart. And we've seen that before. The we Mets were 11 the, and one in April last year. And, and even Seattle. Seattle last year was off to a raging yeah. start. Yeah, they so, were. And, no, but I, and, and I, Joe, trust me, I hear you. And I, I agree that reacting to April is, you know, it's, it's preemptive. It's, it's, you're rushing to judgment. You shouldn't do that. But when you see Luis Castillo pitch and you see his ability, that is my point. He has ace plus stuff. Looks like fucking Pedro Martinez on the mound. Yeah. He does. Like, no, I've seen him pitch, and he's electric. He's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. But wait, and, and, and now that we're on the NL Central, I just got a quick uh, Cardinals are winning the World Series. I've already said it before. I'm saying it again. This is, this is a pick. <laughs> That's a pick. All right. That's a pick. One, all right. One, I do think the Cardinals are an extremely good team, way better than they were last year, thanks to Paul Goldschmidt and uh, 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 a Marcelo Zuno that we expected last year. A Paul DeYoung. DeYoung. Who is hitting 340 something out of his skull right now? And don't forget Jordan Hicks, dude. That bullpen is secured with him at the end of it's, it. They are locked in with him. Especially because I believe that John Gant is a great pitcher. And when they put him in the bullpen, they, their bullpen gets even stronger. And they have, he can go. I, I think his name is Jake Brebia. Brebia? I don't know what his Rita. first name is. Rita. Josh, I, I'm, as far as I know, I, I know I know who you're talking about though. I, yes. I, I'll, I'll get it. it. It's oh, it's John Brebia. That's his name, John Brebia. Okay. I want to give him so, the proper respect. He's having a great year, and there's an X factor. They have Andrew Miller. They do. wait. Who? If Andrew Miller ever figures his shit out again, that mm-hmm. is a World Series winner. Yeah, yeah. They 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 absolutely have that potential. Not to mention the guys that aren't even they don't even like Dexter Fowler is starting to get back to where he was before and he was an he was a superstar two years ago Harrison Bader who was playing three years ago who was playing who Harrison Bader who was playing uh to compete with Dexter Fowler really is is along the lines of a possible really really good baseball player yeah breakout breakout Tyler O'Neill, who I don't another even think guy. is in with the big club right now, is yeah. another guy who can step up and really give this team the possibility of just competing at a high level. And then you throw in the Matt Carpenters. The, the I mean, th- this Home is Wong. the Yadier Molinas. I mean, this is this, this is, team is built to win. It really is. And 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 as much as everyone harps on Adam Wainwright, he has been there before. This is like, he reminds me of a CC Sabathia to the Yankees. You know what I mean? Like where he might not be what you want him on the field, but in that locker room, this man is battle tested. He knows how to win world series. He knows how to face adversity. He knows how to overcome injury. Any young pitcher can look to Adam Wainwright and see a success story in my, like I it's, it's clear. that curveball that he threw still haunts me every night before I go to sleep Uh, to Carlos Beltran. I'll I'll tell you that much. (laughs) But um, yeah, the sucks being a Mets fan. Yeah, it really does. So let's go into the uh, NL East, and the NL East has also been honestly exactly. It's been exactly what I expected with the competitiveness, but nobody's that good. Yeah, there's no dominance. Everybody, everybody is like twindling around two, three games above 500 in that division. I, I don't, I don't know who is going to take the next. So, um, I'm going to say here for the NL East, 
it's kind of what I expected because you don't you get teams that the Phillies, the Mets, Atlanta, Washington, Miami. Miami we know is garbage. Miami, you know, but Philly, New York, Atlanta, Washington, none of those teams are proven to me. None of them. Oh, Not none of them. one, even the Braves who won the division last year. None of those teams. So I expect this to be an 88, you know, 90 win team wins the division because they're going to yeah. slug it out with each other. This is going to be a tight race all yeah, the way it is. through. And I, honestly, I don't th- like, wait, 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 one more, one more quick point. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see a dominant team out of this division, though. I don't think you're going to see it, uh, you know, a hundred win team because I think it's too competitive. Top to bottom. Continue. I apologize for interrupting. I, I think that the Phillies of any team in that division have the roster to do that. Because they haven't, like, none of them have played to their full potential yet. Harper's Harper's doing all right. He's doing basically what he did last year, which is 250 with five, six home runs in April. That's not good enough. Aaron Nola has lost his mind. I don't, I don't know what's going on with him. Hopefully he figures it out for their sake. I hope he doesn't because I'm a Mets fan. But um, they do have a good rotation. Eflin almost threw a complete, I think he did throw a complete yeah, game yesterday, which was did. extremely surprising. If he could figure it out, that's another guy who steps into the rotation and can do well. They got guys to compete. They have they have the capabilities of more than any other team in the division <coughs> to to really take take the the realm of that division. Uh, I'm gonna say the Braves are the other one though. I think the Braves and the Phillies obviously have the most upside. And the Braves' biggest X factor is one: Do you sign Craig Kimbrell? Do you do that? Two: Do you trade for Madison Bumgarner? One of those two things happen, if not both, the Braves are the favorite. And, and that's an easy favorite, in my opinion. That if though all right, if those two were to happen, I would agree with you. But the current Braves roster, I don't even think is better than the Mets or Nationals roster. No, I, I think that I agree. They I think that they played better than they were last year. Which is good for them, but I don't think that I think if I had to go right now to rank these teams one through four, I would go Phillies, Mets, Nationals, Braves. I don't see. I don't like the Braves right now. I don't like their rotation. I don't like the fact that besides Freddie Freeman and Acuna, I don't trust any hitter on that team, especially Josh Donaldson, especially Ozzy Albies, who has not proven. And Josh Donaldson, on the other hand, has re- really just. I mean, he, he's done what we feared he would do, which is hit 240 with a couple home runs, and he could pick I, it up. I think but you're underrating. Not. I think you're underrating Donaldson. I don't think he's having as bad of a year as you think. As far as I know, the last time I checked, he wasn't he wasn't doing all 263, that. Two sixty-three, five home runs, thirteen RBIs. All right, not terrible, but that's really that's really not Josh Donaldson. If you were to ask me, two sixty-five, five home runs in April. I mean that that, are, that equals out to like a two sixty-five, twenty-two, twenty-five home run year. That that's fine. Yeah, but he's getting paid twenty million dollars to do that. Yeah, but it's a one-year deal. I don't think the Braves are worried about his production. If he does this the whole year and just plays defense the way he can and does fine. That's not their biggest concern. Their biggest concern is what you mentioned. It's that starting pitching staff because there are two other teams in this division that have three pitchers that are handedly better than the Braves' ace. Yeah, handedly better. Besides the maybe Nationals, the Phillies. The, no, no, the Nationals and the Mets have easily a better pitching yeah. staff. Like Very, very simply put, Noah Syndergaard, I don't care how he's struggling, is is I, I'll take his upside. I'll take his upside. DeGrom, Wheeler, those are three I would take over whoever you're picking out of the Braves rotation. I don't even know who their ace is. Is it Gosman? Probably, probably Fultonevich, I would uh, But guess. he's hurt, and, that's, and he's hurt. So, we the, again, this is just what I'm saying. There's a problem with the Braves starting pitching, and it ends at... A trade for Madison Baumgartner. Yeah, it and makes so much sense. It really does, and they can even even giving someone like Ozzy Albies, who is already in the major leagues, I would do that for Madison Baumgartner in a second. I really would. The thing is, they don't have to do that. They can keep their 22 year old that they just signed to it, the greatest extension I've ever seen in my entire life. By <laughs> yeah, the way, um, you can keep him, and you can get Madison Baumgartner without releasing any MLB talent, any of it. You don't have to get rid of one player on your MLB roster. I mean, and just to close out this division, the Nationals won't win this division because their bullpen is probably the worst bullpen I've ever seen in my life. Quick uh, shout-out, Trevor Rosenthal. Infinite ERA I mean, for a long time. Yeah, that, got that rid of it now. But. I mean, we were, 
if we if we were to have done a show uh, like last week to uh, around that time, we would have begged for Trevor Rosenthal versus Chris Davis, who oh. had not gotten a hit yet and who had not recorded an out yet between the two of them. It would have been the greatest matchup. That would have been the greatest matchup in the history. That would have been awesome. Oh my god! And I'm pretty sure that he just would have walked and nothing would have happened. But no, I mean, no, it would have been like a catcher's interference. We would have got robbed of it. Yeah, we would have had a catcher's yeah. interference. But, but um, no, no, wait, because you, you said something and it had me. It was about the Nationals. Oh, it was. It, this is it. Oh my god, dude. Trevor Rosenthal gets signed to a $7 million. It was two years, $7 million each year, up to like $30 million. Wow. I tweeted from our, our call looking account that his season this year compared to Craig Kimbrell's, I believe, 2016 or 17. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal had 12 runs allowed in three innings. Three full innings, he allowed 12 runs. In the entire 2017 season, Craig Kimbrell in 69 innings, nice. Um, allowed 11 runs in 69 innings. Nice. 11 runs. That's crazy. Trevor Rosenthal in three allowed 12 and he's making, he could be making, he's not going to end up fulfilling it because his you know, contract is it's based off incentives, but yeah, he could have made up to $30 million. Uh, why not sign fucking Craig Kimbrell? Like, There's okay, no you reason. may give up an extra, you know, five or seven million dollars a year, but you know you're not getting fucking an infinite ERA. I don't care. Like, I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely don't understand how these teams don't want to spend an extra five to seven million dollars because I know they have it. I know that most teams in Major League, most, I would say at least twenty five of the thirty teams, maybe twenty, can sign one of, can sign them, have it. And and I, I just, I, I don't know what what the big deal is with that, but. I, I, I just the NL East is going to be fun. That that's where I'll leave it. Um, I think baseball is going to be fun. It's it a lot is. of competitiveness this year. And th- to close out really this show before our one minute, I mean, there's there's been a lot of surprises this year, and not really any team has taken off. No, it's been very no run of the mill. Like it's it's no been very. It's fun because it's, everyone's been kind of average. Yeah, and everyone, even the Orioles, who were who won forty seven games last year, are winning games. I mean, they're not winning a lot of games, but they're winning games. They're 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 not going to win forty something games again. All right, wait one one last question: Who finishes with more wins, KC, Baltimore, or Miami? I like, dude. This is going to sound crazy. I like Baltimore. I like the young talent they have. I do. Uh, Dwight Smith Jr., whoever whoever the hell that is. Joey Rickard uh, is having a good year. Uh, Chris Davis, you could throw him in the garbage can. They will. I understand that they won. You didn't even mention Mancini. Trey, Trey Mancini is having an All Star year. He's having. Uh, I mean, not an MVP year because the Rays. No, but, he, he, but get like, it, don't get too far ahead of yourself. No, 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 but, but he's an All Star right now. And, no, yeah, and, he is. Um, VR is also a very serviceable second baseman. Uh, he's very underrated in my opinion. He's, he bats 270 every single year, uh, besides one. The, the Rays, I mean, the, not the Rays. Uh, the Orioles have something to, to look forward to in the future. Um, and I think much more than Miami, who are three years away, at least, from getting all of their young talent up. And KC, who I don't even know will be a team in three years. I think yeah, I think Kansas City is the best out of those three. Just really. It's Yeah, yeah. Because, dude, I love, I love Mondesi, and I love Whit Merrifield. That yeah, middle and Hunter Dozier infield, too. Well, yeah, yeah, true. Don't even forget about him. But and they have like Jorge Soler, Billy Hamilton, like they and Alex Gordon, dude. Fucking Jesus Christ, this man has time. not stopped hitting since it's about the beginning of this year. Time. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, you're right, but you can't complain when it comes. Like you know, it, yeah. I think the Royals are are pleasantly surprised by what they're getting out of him. So yeah. that's why I I, I mean. Honestly, any team you pick is a dumpster fire, so you can't really go yeah, right. It's true. Let's give love. I don't think the Marlins are the worst. I don't think the Marlins are the worst. I know you, you think pick- the Orioles are worse than the Marlins. Yes. I just I, I I've seen the Marlins play like 19 times a year at least, and th- those guys. I, I don't know who Isaac Galloway is, but he's their like three hitter, and that's just not that's just not happening, dude. I'm sorry. Know, that's just dude. Baltimore, like they're bad too. They're bad. They are yes, they are, but I just I just see more of that. It's it, there's no point in really arguing it. But they won how many games last year? They did. The, to close it Wait. out, to close it out. Please let me close. No, I'm it sorry. Out. 
I just can't get over how bad Baltimore is. I just can't get over it. They're bad. I get it. To close it out, (laughs) baseball is going to be fun this year. We're just we're just uh, leaving April, um, and it's going to be fun. So let's just go right to one minutes. Uh, Do you have anything this week? Me? Yeah, of course you. Oh my god! Let me no. Let me rant. Let me rant. Let me rant right now. All right. So, oh my god. So, just a few weeks ago, my team fantasy baseball. BBFL, we're fucking struggling. Two weeks ago, I was 0-2, panic mode. Trading everyone I got for anything I can get. Um, I'm 0-4 now. And I have now, it's it's to the point where you have to, I wake up every morning and, and I look myself right in the eyes. In the mirror, I look myself in the eyes. And I say, Mark, you are a fucking failure. Yeah, you fucked because, up. Because not only because my fantasy team is garbage, but the amount of trash talk that I talked before this year started, I literally said to like everyone in our league, I was like, guys, I am so not worried about coming in last place and having to get my ass branded, which, which is the punishment if I were to lose. Ass branding um, is the punishment. Uh, so I was like, I'm so not nervous about this that we will brand the person who comes in last place ass because I know it won't be me. And here I am, <laughs> a measly four weeks into the season, I'm sitting right. My 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 ass is on the hot seat. That's not even a joke. It's literally it's literally, literally my ass yep. is on the hot seat. It's awful. It, you know you know how it, it is bad. It's bad. Wow. Oh, what God. do you got, producer Jake? Uh, so I was just thinking. I was taking a shower as we all do before the podcasts, and yeah. I, I had a, a thought with Game of Thrones and Avengers coming around, and I was like, damn, if I could only have one superpower. What would it be? And I sat there with the water rushing over my back in, in deep thought. And I was like, damn, I would love to have some time travel. I feel like that's, there's, I they couldn't find an argument to beat time travel as a superpower. So I'm going to put it up to the viewers. I want to know, call us at the voicemail line, DM us. I want to know what's a better superpower than time travel. That line at voicemail line is two zero three nine three six nine one six five, and that that is a great question. Uh, Can I get I, one I, more I, word I in? Go ahead, Mark. Why not? I'm talking a lot today. <laughs> All I gotta say is, the Avengers was a letdown. That's it. Joke. <laughs> all right, we're not going to get into it this episode, but I, I'm actually somewhat going to agree with you. It wasn't as good as last. No, it was, it was fucking good awful. Good as oh, here's, I'll here's, rant on it if we get. I'll do it again. I'll rant. No, 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 no. You're done. You're done. <laughs> Sorry. Here's my one minute. Last night. I watched the Battle of Winterfell and Game of Thrones. I thought that it was don't don't get me wrong, it was the greatest episode that I've ever seen. I, I, I will say that much. I thought more people were gonna die, but I do just have to shout out Jorah Mormont, who died died a noble death. Honorable that all he wanted to do was serve Daenerys and he and he ended up doing that. That was a beautiful, beautiful way to go out. His character arc was perfect, and Theon, Theon Greyjoy, no, Theon Stark. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go. He, he looked at Bran, and Bran said, you're a good man. And that, and everyone knew he was going to die, but when it happened, I was just so upset. Shout out to Arya for killing the Night King. The only problem I had with that is I wish they would have developed the Night King more because we still have no idea who the fuck he really is, and he's just kind of dead now. And it was a huge point in the whole show. So I did have a little bit of a problem with that, but it was a great episode. Don't have many complaints. we got three episodes left. Go ahead, Mark. You got something to say about Thrones? Classic red herring. Uh, the White King. I mean, the Night King. Just classic red herring. Throw something out there. And if you don't know what a red herring is, look it up. Um, because this is exactly what the Night King was. And I'm not going to elaborate any further. So do some, do some research if you don't know what a red herring is. All right. I, I, I got <laughs> Um, <laughs> that'll close out this episode. It was a long one. I hope you stuck with us the entire way because uh, it was a good one too. But uh, make sure to like and subscribe uh, on iTunes uh, and every other listening platform. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter at Caught Looking Pod. That's with no G L O L K I N P O D with the caught in the beginning. Uh, please again, uh, feel free to DM us questions or call us at two zero three nine three six nine one six five. We will be writing blogs as usual uh, more and more as we go on. And always remember, don't get caught looking.
If I could 